The Pat Kenny Show with MasterCard. Share an extraordinary experiences all over the world with priceless cities at priceless.com. This is News Talk. The Eason Book Club on The Pat Kenny Show. Sharing book recommendations with book lovers every month. And for this month's Eason Book Club, we chose Transcription by Kate Atkinson. What did our panel think of the book? Well, they're with me in studio, Brian Kennedy, Catherine Lynch and Mary O'Rourke. Good morning, all. Good morning. morning. (laughs) Now, first of all, is uh, this a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Generally, thumbs up from me. Well, for me, interesting. Not I wouldn't go mad about it, but Mm. interesting. Okay, Catherine. For me, the dullest book I've ever read in my life. (laughs) (laughs) I have to say. Um, I liked a lot of the detail. World War II and all about it. The, yes. the BBC in 1950s. Yeah. Oh, yes, they were all shunted off to the BBC. <laughs> yes, yeah. But the the idea, the, the way the BBC was described and the kind of characters that oh, populated yes. Oh, yes. the corridors, mm. I, I thought it reminded me of the GPO in, 19, yeah, in yeah, 1972, perhaps, yeah, you know, yeah, when I yeah. uh, joined RT. But anyway, the story, who wants to tell the yarn? Well, I suppose it's the story is about Juliet Armstrong and she gets a job. She's a young girl. She's uh, 16, 18. 18. 18. Is she 18? And she, uh, she's hired to tape conversations between German Nazi sympathisers and the MI5 agents who run H- the meetings. Hence the title, Transcription. Yes. Yes. She was transcribing. Yeah. So, but, um, and these spies... Um, they're all hiding their identity as such. She's hiding her identity. So what mm. I found uh, uh, complicated about it was that it's a fiction written. Ha- the, some of the characters are from history, but they're fictional. And then those characters are, are pretending to be somebody else too. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody else. Yeah. I, I got really lost. Outside, yeah. I have to say, maybe I, f- I feel a bit stupid, but I got a bit lost in the No, I, I liked yeah. that part. I love the detail of yeah. what went on in World War II yeah. and how they all managed their, and the, the way they got rid of the ones they didn't want to. Do you remember the poor Czech fellow? Yes, yeah. that came for the night. He's exactly. Gone, gone, but gone. It was, it's such a kind of a, a comment on class structure as well. You know, Big it was time. all about, she would like, she would sometimes drop into Harrods just to pick up a bit of cheese and, you know, for the, the Czech visit as one does you know and then as you said the BBC the echelons of the BBC it's like like a kind of a science factory they're all running around in white coats and you know Mm. but but the the notion of having special programmes on radio for schools that's right and goodbye now children and good night yeah (laughs) so patronising I loved it I just loved those kind of details Mm. but but her research was uh, either very good or very convincing if she hadn't done I mean there's a, a in the early part of the book there's a coffee bar called Moretti's yeah Oh, yeah. Run by an Italian before the war. That's right. With a drooping eye. Yeah, that was the yeah. guy. Oh, was that the guy after the war? Oh, well, yes, he was yeah. Armenian. There was a few troopers around, yeah. Uh, Armenian. <laughs> but the idea that you had this Italian who was running the coffee bar and had wonderful coffee before the war, then he, because he's Italian, he's lifted and interned. Yeah. yeah. And just as a kind of a throwaway, a throwaway he, he yeah. dies yeah. in an internment ship. Which that's is right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to Google that to check. Did that actually happen? And I bet it did. And then the Armenian is taken over after the war and he only serves his foul Turkish Irish, coffee. Yeah. Iron coffee in a cup. That's yeah, the kind that's of detail right. I enjoyed. Oh, and yeah. I did too. And the shops that went into, like Harrods and yeah. Bourne and Hollingsworth, that's long gone from London. Yeah. So and she Charlotte had her Street around there. Very, I mean, I knew that, that area very well. So I yeah. could walk around this book and see it, you know. Yes, yeah. I thought all that. I loved that detail. I kind of drank it in. Yeah. yeah okay. The, the so characters are so similar, though. Some, a lot but of the story then, who wants to embark on the story uh, without giving spoilers. Well, 
Well, I, the, one of the strands of the stories I liked was Peregrine, like was her, you know, her boss and the Perry. fact that Perry, Perry, oh, Perry. 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 yes, and, and even his name, poor Peregrine, Perry, you know, and oh. poor Perry, clearly, obviously, a gay man of his time, but could not be that way um, publicly, you know. The love that dare not speak his names, but he, so he tried his real best to have an affair with her, and there's even a detail with her in bed at night, and he literally sort of kisses her on the cheek good night, and it's all so innocent. There's so something profoundly sad about that when they went on their date, and all he was, he just wanted to march up and down the countryside, and she ruined her and new shoes. Do you remember yeah. he would spend ages yeah. looking at the ruins? Just the metaphor of it, you know, the yes, idea yeah. that, that really yeah. his life was a ruin mm. and he was just a young man waiting it out, you know. Yeah. And of course it, it caught up with I, him I like the detail of the war, yeah. you know, and the D-Day and the evacuation and yeah. the Nazis. I love all that period reading about it. But it is a, a, a book that jumps uh, from yes. pre-war, yeah. uh, oh, a mother yeah, into dying, flashbacks. into spying into and then post-war. Oh, yeah, yeah. into 1950. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, then and right, it up ends right up to well, relatively modern times. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then we know how it ends. And it's interesting. She had a child, which only kind of emerged right at the end. Oh yeah, oh, later, Mary. No, spoiler no, alert! Oh, oh, no spoiler spoilers. <laughs> but uh, it's if for anyone who's interested in like that era in the 1940s yeah. when Hitler, Hitler and yeah. the, oh, the, yeah. when the English were uh, fa- sympathisers, Nazi sympathisers, upper class English. Yeah. A lot of them having tea well, parties and everything. double lives that those people led. Yeah. Every single day, they even just our royal family. But there the layers of life we never would have known about, you know. Mm. But I suppose you have to remember the the connections between uh, the German that's right. royalty, as it yeah. were, yeah. And, and the British royalty. That's right. Those the blood ties ran deep. Yeah, mm. even the Windsors have a German name, haven't they? Uh, mm. They originally had, they had a German to change name. it. Yeah, they had to change they it. Felt it wouldn't go down well. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So it just goes to show Brexit is alive and well. Still. So <laughs> just in terms of whether or not yeah. you enjoyed the read or mm-hmm. whether you found it tedious. Oh, no, I didn't find it tedious. Oh, no, I love the detail. Yeah. And I think about the detail of the shops and the people yeah. and what they ate and what they did. I found her kind of stoic. I suppose that's what you'd call Miss mm-hmm. Armstrong. Well, she really had to grow up quickly enough, didn't she? She lost her parents very young. Yeah. Yeah. But there was always somebody kind of guiding her, you know, yeah. in this yeah. double life that she had. But she shot, remember when she, she shot, oh. <laughs> Not quiet. <laughs> but it's, it's very hard to invest in her character. She d- she wasn't that likable, to be mm. honest. And oh, she, no, she wasn't her silly like, but she co- was a witty kind of. A oh, she wasn't funny though. She might have been <laughs> English wit. This is Catherine Lynch you're talking to now. But she no, it, it got very tedious. Yeah. Those little kind of you know oh. Um, Give us your right hand. Oh, I have two left hands. All that sort of stuff. I you know what I mean? She was sarcastic. I like she had sort of an inner sarcastic world. I, yeah. I like that about it. Well, All right. well we have uh, Siobhan Lachlan on the line. She's our, our book yeah. club uh, caller. Uh, good morning, Siobhan. Good morning, Pat. Now, your book club is, it consists of Ruth Doggett and Lisa Grace, Miriam Tracy, Kathleen Ruan, Annaba Kilfeather, Deborah yeah. Carolyn, and of course uh, yourself. And a special hello to Mary Noly, originally That's a member right. but yeah. moved to Galway. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, uh, hello to her remotely. That's it, yeah. <laughs> now, uh, first of all, before we get your verdict on the book, what sort of books have you read in your club? Well, it's very varied. So we meet once a month and whoever hosts picks the book. So as you can imagine, with seven people, there would be various genres. Uh, we've gone very highbrow with things like Anna Karenina and War and Peace, but we've also done Fifty Shades and um, Brooklyn. We've read an awful lot of books that have subsequently turned into films like Brooklyn The Help or yeah. Salmon Fishing on the Yemen and um, Room was another one that we did. 
Um, so it's funny because we, we read My Cousin Rachel and then it was on in The Gate another time. So mm. it's more than just book clubs. Yeah. So, so you meet once a month, uh, including December, the Christmas month. And, and therefore, if you've been at it for, what, nine years? Yes. Yeah, so over 100 books now. in nine years. Mm. That's it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we've read The Great Gatsby and we're going to see that in The Gate now over over Christmas. So you just might find that. There's other outings that will kind of complement the the books we're reading. So what did your members think of transcription? But they liked it, you know. Mm. Um, we often uh, rate the books at the end of book club, and they came out with a seven out of ten, oh, you know, mm. on average, which was quite good. But I suppose um, they felt that it could do with a second read because there were a lot of um, references throughout yeah, the book yeah. that you could possibly miss on a first reading, um, and it could help you understand the twists and make better connections, perhaps, you know. Um, but yeah, no, it was. Uh, I suppose the time of when women started to become more independent and um, on first reading you know uh, Juliet seems quite naive and you know maybe easily led and you know does what she she's kind of asked to do but you know I again don't want to give too much away but um, the twist at the end kind of um, reaffirms uh, what she's I, I, I suspect it, it's a book that uh, you don't want to necessarily want to read in a hurry. No. Because, no. you know, there mm. there are, I used the, the term with Graham Norton the other day, felicitous phrases in the book. There is very well observed detail. Mm. Yeah. And if you kind of push through it quickly, you miss a lot of the pleasure of yes. it. That's maybe yes. why, why I didn't get into it. Because uh-huh. I was reading it too quickly because I was away. And yeah, for me, it's, you're probably right. For, you have mm. to. I read just, most of it yesterday. I really? read about 200 pages yesterday. Was your super brain? <laughs> no, but I mean, I did. So I, it was great in that way because then it was so fresh, you know. And, and Siobhan, what are you currently reading? What's your next book? Um, oh, I can't remember. Um, we, we had book club on It's a great book, that's... Who's written by? It's a book about doctors. Oh, what's it called? Um, Dr. Chivago. No. <laughs> no, no. Doctor Who. No, no worries. We won't put you under any pressure there. But anyway, you'll all, a bit like uh, Brian there, you'll be uh, cramming before exactly. the, the meeting. And by the way, what do you serve at your book club? Um, well, generally kind of cheese and crackers. Um, oh, with what? Um, prosecco hey. <laughs> or tea ah, good 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 <laughs> so um, mm. baked books and bubbles is often our name so it kind of goes with a is, is your book called This Is Going To Hurt about an NHS that's doc- it that's it. That's one of my Super brain goes people here to... very well quick on, <laughs> off the mark. Anyway, <laughs> look, Siobhan, thank you very much for joining us and giving us uh, your verdict because it's now time to see what Eason recommends for our November book club. And Mary, it'll be your turn oh, to good. pick the book. We'll be uh, uh, just, uh, we'll talk about it on Monday. We'll announce. You've got a few days to uh, work out. The first one, Under the Night by Alan Glynn. Adman Ned Sweeney finds himself in an un- unwitting, uh, as an unwitting partner participant in the MK Ultra trials that's the CIA's covert study of psychoactive drugs the experiment introduces him to MDT48 <laughs> a mind expanding smart drug which takes him away from his wife and young son and straight into the corridors of the richest and most powerful people of his day but before long Ned is dead oh. <laughs> so, that's the first one uh, The Vogue Not by Owen McNamee late 1944 two teenagers dance The Vogue in silence on the protectionist floor of the Cranfield Aerodrome she draws the outline of their footwork in eyebrow pencil on the white sheet he loses their bet 
Decades later, a ghost returns to mourn to identify a body found in the shifting sands. Names have long since been changed. Children long since cast out. Lies long thought forgotten. Anyway, that's the second one. The third <laughs> yeah. one, A House of Ghosts by William Ryan, which I'm enjoying right, yeah. at the moment. Uh-huh. Winter 1917, as the First World War enters its most, most brutal phase, back home in England, everyone is seeking answers to the darkness that has seeped into their lives. At Blackwater Abbey on an island off the Devon coast, Lord Highmount has arranged a spiritualist gathering to contact his two sons who were lost in the conflict. But as his guests begin to arrive, it gradually becomes clear that each has something they would rather keep hidden. And then, when a storm descends on the island, the guests will find themselves trapped, and soon one of their number will die. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Warren. And it is very Halloween it is, around he, here, isn't he it? He is paying homage to yeah. Agatha Christie, right. actually. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, actually, okay. it struck and, me when you talked. Yeah. Yeah. And another one sort of in the same uh, sort of genre, The House on Vesper Sands by Porrick O'Donnell. It's the winter of 1893, and in London the snow is falling. It's falling as Gideon Bliss seeks shelter in a Soho church where he finds Angie Tatton lying before the altar. His one-time love is at death's door murmuring about brightness and black air and about those she calls the spiriters in the morning she is gone the snow is falling as a seamstress climbs onto a ledge above Mayfair a mysterious message stitched into her own skin it is falling too the snow as her employer Lord Strive vanishes into the night watched by Octavia Hillingdon a restless society columnist who longs to uncover a story of real importance oh my goodness my goodness what about those well, wow. well. dark <laughs> dark dark, dark. Yes, All right, Halloween well, we shall all rejoin after you've made your decision we'll pass it on to our listeners and we shall review that next month but my, my thanks to you all thank uh, you Pat to, thank you Pat yeah, to you all for coming in The Eason Book Club on The Pat Kenny Show Sharing book recommendations with book lovers every month <laughs>